Hey everybody, it's Drew. And it's Blake. And you're listening to the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoky Controllers podcast. Everybody, uh, welcome to episode fifty-six. Uh, before we get started, I'm gonna go ahead and shoot through our uh, little social media pre-ramp preamble real quick. Yeah, it's almost just internet. Like you say, internet stuff. I, I put sh- I put social media in the show notes and stuff like that. We got so much stuff that's really just general internet presence now that I don't know. Maybe we should change it to the internet presence preamble. <laughs> the internet presence preamble. I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't sound as good. But anyway, go ahead. So, uh, first and foremost, we appreciate everyone who's been buying things, but we do have a, uh, a lock stock store mm-hmm. that's got a plethora of, um, of shirts and beanies and koozies and a few other things. Yeah, I got pil- pillows on there. What all did I put on there? Water bottle. I, mean, I've, I put a bunch of stuff on there, including a, a sweet pair of underwear with our logo right where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You, what you're thinking right now? Not to words that. I also have, this is strictly for me, uh, I have a, another podcast with a buddy of ours, Steve, and that is Action, the movie podcast. I'm not going to, you know, it's just me and him, remo- you know, spoiler warning, we review, we go deep dives into movies, we each pick a movie, and we don't talk about it until we record the podcast, so everything we talk about is the first time we're hearing that opinion, or that notion, or quip, yeah, or whatever. So your opinions don't, like, uh, so you haven't had weeks of your opinions molding each other. And influencing the other. Yeah. Um, I've also written a story, a little short story you can find on uh, Amazon. It's just called They Come This Night. You can search that title and it'll pop up no problem. Now, we are on a couple of things. We do want to thank all of our Patreons who have been contributing to us. Mm -hmm. We're on Patreon, as I just said. We also are on uh, Twitter and Discord. We use those when we can. Talking directly to people if we can. It's easier because uh, Facebook's got those blocks and Algor- stuff. Algorithms, algorithms to make you fail. Uh, but speaking of that, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Reddit, mm-hmm. which we uh, that me and Drew both operate. Drew does primarily the Facebook and the Reddit, and I handle the Instagram. We also would uh, like to invite everyone to come watch us Twitch. Uh, think. <laughs> Sounds funny when you say it that way. Watch us Twitch because we'll be playing. Some of that later today, probably. We'll put an announcement out on the Facebook and the Twitter. As well as today, uh, we also have uh, the Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. That mean that we, you know, the podcast is on Spotify as well. But today, Jurath has a, uh, a, a playlist of all the songs that we've done thus far. Mm-hmm. And we'll be adding to that today. Stick around for that. And if you have any questions, comments, so on and so forth, suggestions of video games... Uh, you can email us at two the number two smoking controllers at gmail.com and all the links to all of these things will be in the show notes if you can't understand me through my mumblings. With that said, I think we're ready to go ahead and start our first jump into our because f- today we're doing two games and a band, as I said earlier with the Spotify thing. So I'm going to jump into our first game. Mm-hmm. And our first game is called Donut Country. said county in my head it's country are you sure because it's a small place it's a little county is it county see now we're gonna sound stupid because i wrote 
Is it county? I have it wrote down as county. And I said country just now, didn't I? Yeah. Well, uh, we're, we're, prof- we're professionals. I don't know. Is there an R in the name? I don't. I don't have one wrote down. Oh boy. Give me one second. I swear we're professionals at this, and we both played this game to completion and got the one Ks in a couple of hours. I'll lead with that while while I stall for time while Blake double checks the name of the game. It's done at county. Yeah. So it is county. Yeah. I was right. Yes, I was too. I have it wrote down, but I said country because I'm a freaking moron. I drink too much, guys. Anyway. All right, so Dunnett County. It originally came out August 28th, 2018. And now it's on everything, from my understanding. You can get it on mobile, Switch, PlayStation, so on and so forth. It's everywhere. Yeah. Now, it was developed by a single gentleman, Ben Esposito. And he's made a couple of games by himself and also been a a working member of a team to create some others. I couldn't differentiate between the two on his list of games he's made. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to kind of ramble off a couple of them. And a few of them just based off like, oh, that's definitely a team. He didn't do that by himself. Maybe he did, but... I mean, even even this game, though, not very... It's not epic or co- what complicated or anything. This, I mean, even this game is like one guy did this. That's kind of cool. Anytime one person makes a video game, oh yeah, it's impressive. No matter well, I will say if you make some stick figures running across a board and all they do is all you do is jump. I mean, I mean, do you guys take? I say, I, say, I say that's not impressive, but I guess just anybody one person making something and putting it out is always going to be at least the bottom line impressive. We think the timing, the precision, the physics engine that I mean it's a lot of work for something that stick figure, you know, that yeah. stick ninjas and stuff like that or <laughs> take back what I said. It's, it's incredible he may makes anything. Mm-hmm. So he's responsible for upwards of 15 games. And I guess some of them he's part of teams. A lot of, a lot of mobile stuff, probably. I believe so. I'm going to go through and name off a couple of them. And again, I, I know two of them aren't mobile, but I think everything else probably is. So bear with me. Uh, one's called Perfect Stride. It's like a walking simulator. One's called Crap, No One Loves Me. <laughs> and it's about trying, it's like a dating sim, yeah. trying to get people to fall in love with you. And then there's one called Pale Machine, uh, Land of the Snooze King. Tattletale. Oh, this one's actually kind of cool. This one's called Capsule Silence XXI4. Ca- Capsule Silence 24. It was actually a collaboration between him and Anamanaguchi. Oh, cool. Yeah. And those who don't know who Anamanaguchi is, they are, was it Chiptune? Bittune? Like, like a Chiptune, Bittune kind of band, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I, get, I mean, besides being, they're probably, I mean, I don't really, I don't go listen to that kind of music normally, but I think most. Well, not most. Some of their notoriety comes from being in the intro to the uh, Nerdist, and then and then uh, and then when Nerdist changed to ID10T, he used a different Anamanaguchi song. So both, so they got a lot of on the on those two podcasts got a lot of play as being the intro to that podcast. And let's see, what's another one? He has this, a room of a thousand snakes, Nudo, N U D O. I don't know what that is. is. This, so is this the first? Is this his first game to come to a console? I think it's him specifically, but he was a, on a team with these two other ones. Uh, whatever happened to Edith Finch and Unfinished Swan? He worked on Edith Finch? Mm-hmm. But I think those were... But he's not part of that studio. I think he was a, a, I think he was a team... He might be a team member still, because yeah. both of those are the same company. The Unfinished Swan was pretty cool, too. Uh, it's, been, it's been years since I played it, but I remember liking the Unfinished Swan, a nice little... I hate saying walking simulator, but it's kind of what it is. It's almost it's what, a puzzle it, thing. Too. Almost what Edith Finch is really a walking simulator, but with a great story. That's cool. He worked on those. Mm-hmm. So he worked on those you definitely see, with teams. You could, you could see the unfinished Swan in this a little bit, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit the art, stuff. definitely the art style for sure. Yeah. The, so, the, is that uh, all for the? And uh, one other one he just wrote. It was called Brooklyn Trash King. Hmm. That's interesting history there for him. He's quite a few things. But again, I'm pretty sure some of those he was a part of the team yeah. and others he did by himself. Well, we know Edith Finch is a team, is, is a company. We have, we had it, we've had it on the podcast a yeah. long time ago. We might not we might not have given the game its due, probably, but we don't we don't deep dive into a lot of games. Because well, we deep diving would spoil the story, and part of the story is that It's the story game. of that game. Yeah, and we played uh, we played Unfinished Swan years before we uh, had this podcast, and I don't know if I had to go back and now if it came to Xbox, it was originally a PlayStation exclusive PS4. I got, I got the uh, the platinum, the platinum or if you even had a it's platinum. Not a hard platinum. Sure you had to did. find all those balloons or something. 
but if it ever came to Xbox, I would I would do it again, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have because we have an, we have another game that was on PlayStation that's sitting on our Xbox consoles that you, that you want to do real bad. The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, you want to do? Real I want to do it again, yeah, because yeah. I love that. Of that all cool my game. walking simulators that I've played, yeah, that's really cool. It's my favorite. Yeah, cool. And a lot to. It's sitting on. I think it's sitting on your console. I think you're staring at it. Maybe. No, it's in my list to download. Uh, yeah. Oh, when you, it, new, when you got your new Xbox, it wasn't stuff. No. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked there. Mm. Yeah. Very cool. So that's a lot of about the 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 creator of Ben Esposito. If you like this game or any of the other things that I mentioned, please give yeah. Donut. Uh, county a try yeah google it google them up see a lot of that sounds like it'd be on mobile stuff i okay, imagine i'm pretty yeah. sure it is but i mean hey if it makes some money let him do his thing and it's not a stupid match three yeah i'm okay exactly. with it awesome uh we uh real before we get to the the kind of game we mentioned art a second ago mm-hmm. how do how would you uh, i would well, we struggle with art describing art in words sometimes in graphics and we use the word minimalist too much i don't think this is a minimalist game but it's kind of almost walks the fine line there's not fine details on stuff i don't think and but people have so there's, we, we play the occasional game where characters don't have faces these people have faces barely but yeah, yeah they have is faces. it so and there's like environments are just covered in objects it's kind of it's so hard to describe art when something like some some games like the triple a games stuff like that just go to look real and real is real is almost easy yeah to an extent you know art style getting a unique art style is you're either look real or you're a, a dumb pixel game you know and everybody kind of gets our opinion on everything being pixel games these days this is not a pixel game it does remind me of unfinished swan a little bit i just wish people knew what unfinished swan looked like the best bet is, like, while we're talking about this, to go ahead and Google a couple of screenshots, uh, probably to get an idea of what it looks like. We may start mentioning that on games we can't describe very well. Just Google pictures, like, right now. I mean, you're, you're on your, you're already on your phone. Just Google Donut County and see what it looks like. Do you want to go into uh, the, the kind of game? It's not, yeah. it's not particularly a. I mean, the loosest genre is puzzle game. It's a puzzle game, but a more apt description. Is it is a reverse Katamari, Katamari Damacy. Mm-hmm. Now, those who aren't familiar with Katamari Damacy, is a uh, you start out with like a tiny little ball, and you roll and you pick up small things, and you get your ball gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and eventually you're rolling up buildings, the Statue of Liberty, and then you get to a point where you're rolling up planets and solar system. It's just something like that. It's silly like that. This doesn't get that big and ridiculous. Yeah, which I think it loses some of its possible potential by not going bigger and bigger but it kind of fits within the i guess the silly, silly little story it's only supposed to be in this county, county. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it starts out as you're a tiny well and you, and you get to the storyline of why what's going on first yeah. yeah the whole point of the story is you you're <laughs> i think you play as bk you're playing as the raccoon who's playing on his phone yeah yeah and you work at a donut shop with your human friend mira is she the only person that's like a human? I think everybody else is, uh, what do you call it? Anth- anthrop- anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic animals? Yeah. Just well, strange. I think she has a friend, but even I think her friend. Hey, that, well, her friend's the raccoon, right? You know, well, I think everyone might be anthropomorphized. There's raccoons, alligators, yeah. hippo, foxes. So I think she's the only human human, mm-hmm. I think. Which, which is not mentioned in the... No, it's not even brought up at all, but yeah. Eh. So it's a silly little story. Uh, the whole point of the story is you work at the donut shop called Donut County, and you deliver donuts, and everyone orders them through an app, and that's what your raccoon buddy BK is doing. He's, you know, sending the stuff through on the app that you know make these donuts, make these. He's sending the deliveries, but he's also playing a game, mm-hmm. and something happens on his phone, and they merge together. So he stops sending donuts to people. And he starts sending holes to people. Donut holes. Which yeah. is, we we'll, we'll get into it now, is a like a black hole in the ground. It just gets, you know, and, and the more stuff you eat, the bigger it gets and the bigger stuff you can eat. And it's broken down here about 15 or 20 yeah, I didn't write very down, I didn't, quick levels. I didn't write down how many levels it was. So, so it might, that might be too many because it's a very quick game. I beat the game in like five hours, like right on the dot. It was like four. Five hours? Because I had to go back did, and... Did, did I do it in one sitting? I can't remember if I did it in one sitting or Because I had to go back in multiple times because one of the achievements is beating the final boss without getting hit. 
And so mm-hmm. I had to try that a couple of times. So everything added together. Like if I, if you just did the game time, it was probably three. Well, you play through and then you got to go hop around and get a couple of things. There is a area where you have to collect a radio in the area last because the radio is playing and achievement something like let the radio play the entire time. So you got to collect everything else in the map. Or maybe you don't collect the radio at all. You have to for the for the for the chat for the level but, to yeah. end. So the radio we have to be the last thing you grab. But it's like sitting on it's how the puzzle element comes is the is the radio sitting on something else. So you have to like when your hole is smaller, you have to like wiggle things and make sure the radio doesn't fall in to the hole because it's got to be the last thing you grab. And then you move around and grab everything else and come back for the radio and get it last. Which I did because I, I I tried that. I was like I'm, I was like, I'm gonna do this on my first playthrough. But it sounds annoying. Because it sounds annoying. Cause I did it first and nailed it. Because I, I thought I was like, I'm gonna try. And if I if I mess up, then I'll just I'll I'll, I'll, I'll chapter skip back to this later. But I got that knocked out first try. Got lucky. My, my little bit of lucky. I mean, you're actually I mean, you're playing, so it's a little bit of skill. But so you just do the radio last. And that pops a different achievement from just eating everything. Okay, you just you got to go back. So I got level skip back and just complete the level eating everything again. Feel like I'm missing a part, a point of that. Like, why, why would there be, why would it be different with the radio? There's the radio last. I wonder if you don't collect the radio if the level just ends, and I don't remember now. I think the radio ends regardless because I, I, it's, it's something weird. It's one of those weird pointless it, yep, achievements. Achievement that makes you come back and play again, basically. Yeah. Anyway, there's a couple of those. There's a few. Now, as far as that goes, you get a couple of. Functions, I guess, with oh, the yeah. uh, with the donut because you absorb a few things and you get to uh, mainly the the main the first thing you really do is you eat like a campfire. Is that like one of the first things mm-hmm. you do? That's, that's not so much an app function as it's something that just happens. Is you'll eat a fire and there'll be there'll be now the so your hole seems bottomless, but all of a sudden there's fire in there and you can like light. I think you light things and then your heat of the coming out will. And move, one, move things is that kind of what it does? Yeah. Well, one of the puzzle things was getting uh, yeah, people were hiding inside a building you couldn't get to, so you had to eat the campfire, and you're like, "What do I do now?" And you ended up uh, picking up a bunch of corn in a nearby cornfield, mm. and you filled up the barn, and everything exploded out of the barn. And you you the picked popcorn, up. I remember the popcorn that was cool because it was literally like you, you you ate a bunch of corn, and then you just went and hid the popcorn under. starts just popping out of your hole. It's pop, fun. Yeah. yeah it's so fun. it's it's got some cute little comedy bits. Yeah. That are pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, like you say, talking about, talk about stuff popping out is um, when you drop two rabbits into your hole. And it starts in a little heart, start popping out of your your hole, and then it starts just launching. You're just like rabbits just start rocketing out of your hole, and you gotta. I forget where you use, forget what you're using all the rabbits for. Oh, you're using them to like hit stuff off of a like a building. It's like knock something because it's it's like a machine gun of, of rabbits. It was so uh, so funny at the at the time. Cause it's like bing 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 bing, and you have to use this like knock stuff knock, off knock the railing. Stuff. Yeah. Because you're not big enough to like uh, eat the leg of this thing and make it tip yeah, over. So you knock it. You knock. You just knock it over with the the rapid the machine gun rabbit fire. And there's one other function I think that I can't remember, and it worked as a sort of um, a tramp. No, was it a trampoline? No, I think it was a catapult function, where some of the bigger items like uh, wrecking balls and bowling balls and a few other things. And you would turn that into sort of Angry Bird style, where you would take it back, go up under something, or go off to the side, and you would relaunch the item up to kind of like break through something into smaller bits, so you could eat up all the smaller bits, get bigger, and then tackle like, go eat the the corn, the wheat silo, or something like that. Stuff stuff that couldn't be broken. And it mean it's a silly little game, but it's fun. It's enjoyable. If you're not, especially if you're not try, even trying to get the 1K, you could beat it in, and you know, a night. And yeah. just have fun and go on to the next thing. If you're someone who doesn't have a lot of time for some of the bigger games. games, the the story is really like everybody. So I guess, so I guess they're so, okay. That's not true. There is a bottom to the hole because you're kind of it's tell, a, it's a frame story. Everybody's gathered down in a hole and everybody's mad at the raccoon for doing it. He's trying to explain him, talk his way out of every. And then the girl is like, "What about?" that area and then it goes to that that level and he tries you know you play the level and then he comes back and he's trying to talk his way out like how it's not his fault yeah okay so there's a bottom to the hole and all the stuff is down in the hole uh, and, and that's how it kind of sets up each level is him trying to like she'll see like what about this time or, or or actually goes around and everybody talks like what, what happened to you and they're like i did this and then the donut showed up and then yeah. they complain and then he he's a 
sly little raccoon tries to talk his way out of um, what's going on. Uh, the game is like like oh, it keeps happening to us. The game is missing voice acting. He's no sly Cooper. Like I said, the game is missing voice acting, uh, which would have helped. Uh, especially, I think, with, with with a cast of characters of various animals and stuff like that. Again, small company. Well, one guy, uh, obviously. So I'll, I'll, we'll cut one guy some slack and say it's okay. But I think it would have been really cool if he had a little backing and got a handful. That's what maybe half a dozen characters. They semi, they make the little... No, yeah, it, was, well, it doesn't really count. But. It doesn't count, really. But uh, it's it, it would, I think it would have helped a little bit. Uh, other stuff. There is a couple of other achievements. Really, we don't talk about achievements too much. But there's a couple. There's, but there's a couple of specific ones in this game. We've mentioned a couple already. One that I was uh, particularly dreading was there's a part where you have to go make soup. Mm. And when you do it initially, the first run through, you only got to make. I forget how. Uh, you only got to make a. Like you're a hole, and you got to like. Well, obviously you're a hole. I forget how it works. Like I know, you, I know you pull the you pull down the thing and it starts boiling the soup or something. How do you get the? I forget how you get. There's a thing in the back that's rotating salt and pepper. So you, okay, okay, you pull the lever and it dumps the soup into the hole. Now, why the soup sits in the hole and doesn't fall down to the bottom of the world? We're not going to worry about that. Math magics. So you get the soup, and there's this uh, bird that can one like the little tippy birds that like tip down and hit the water. You gotta like you gotta go over to the him last. You gotta go to the thing and get. I forget how, is, the, is the recipe written on the wall. Like it's like one one pepper, one pepper, one salt, or something like two peppers and a salt. Yeah, it's like two peppers. There's this thing rotating in the background. It's got salt and pepper. And if you if you go, go up to it while it while it's there, it just tips over and puts a little bit of salt or a little bit of pepper in there. And you gotta do that. While you're doing that, uh, roach roaches will come out and try to uh, touch your soup. The roach touches your soup. It's you you lose. It's spoiled. It spoils. But when you initially play, I think the recipe is a lot shorter. It's like one salt or one pepper or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you go over to the bird, and the bird tastes the bird. It's like, yay, and then you uh, move on. What you're missing, I think, is later somewhere later in the game, you do uh, you eat certain items, and the game does keep a, like a compendium of everything you've eaten. Mm-hmm. And you do eat a cookbook in another level, and it gives you the recipe for the achievement. So that's when you go back. Yeah. And I was dreading this because because you got to deal with multiple roaches. Every time you get a dash of salt or pepper, it it so puts like, another roach so in there. So it's like it's like pepper, pepper, salt, pepper. So the, the, the we use TA for this, and what TA recommends was like kind of just circle in the room. Like you got to avoid the birds. You got as you're circling, you got to avoid the bird and avoid the salt and pepper if it's not what you want. So you just keep circling as the roaches will just kind of follow you in a circle. That's how I did it. Yeah, you kind of follow you in a circle, and I was so dread I was dreading this achievement, but I got it in one try. I think I got it second try because I hit the end of hitting the bird, took the soup, and it moved me past it. That's oh, yeah. just like the intro to the level. Yeah, yeah. So you so just restart was, and you start the level over. That was that was one. Um, what else? Uh, is there any any other ones you want to mention before we talk? Kind of because there's not because I want you, you don't want to spoil all the levels because of that's the game. Yeah. I think we should talk about the. Uh, should we should we talk about the last boss? It's someone called the. Trash. Well, it's the trash king, king, but yeah, that's not that's not. I mean, that's important for the story, I guess. But it's not. I mean, it's the only thing you. Every time you ever really, quote unquote, fight something, it's like a machine. It's like a robot or like a flying thing and has missiles and stuff. And there's a certain way you have to fight it. There's like, and there are two things you have to do. You have to beat it like one without getting hit, which I took me forever, but I got it eventually. <clears throat> there's something else. Oh, uh, <laughs> what I missed is after you beat the boss. In the end, there's a statue on the bottom below because you're in a big trash king mansion. Yeah. And I had to, uh, one, I did the no hit, no no no, di- no dying, it's no dying. No, no no hit, well no hit equals no dying. Because you get hit a few times. Oh no, I, here's what it is. Is it no hit? It's no hit at all. So there's a no hit achievement, which I so, I, so here's what here's what I did. You did play through it multiple tries. Eventually, I got the no hit achievement popped. I was like, sweet. Did the whole ending part, which is like you turning into a tornado, and uh, I don't want to spoil anything. If you turn into a tornado and you're breaking the magic, there's a statue in front of the thing that you're supposed to break. I wasn't reading the guide at the time. I was like, oh, I'm going to beat the game. We're done. Did that. Okay. Realized I didn't do the statue, and you had, I was like, oh my God, I got to refight the boss. But you also have a die on the last boss achievement. So you just kind of sit there for a couple of minutes because it takes a lot of hits to kill you. Yeah. 
you got to sit there. So I sat, sat there on the boss, the final boss again, sat there for a couple of minutes, I think, waiting to die. Finally died. Had to refight the boss for a third time just to get to just to go break that statue and get that achievement for breaking that statue at the end. Mm, it, was all, it. it was all yours in one one kind of one solid run, but you had to go back for a dying. Well, I did the dying first, okay. and then I did the tornado, and then I had to go back. I did everything else because I was like, if I can't get the soup and I can't get this, I'm not gonna try to get the no hit or the one K. Yeah, yeah. Just give up on the one K. So I, you know, as I started cleaning up, I was like, I'm getting. Pretty close, and I, then I got down to just the soup and the no hits. And I wonder if I can pull up my my game time for uh, Donut County on TA real quick. I like to people, give people give people a time frame of a an exact time frame. Yeah, TA. Uh, I know we 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 brag about TA, uh, and and it's it's big enough that Xbox has noticed this. Xbox has given them access to multiple things, but they recently got access in the past couple of months to player data. Your, your player data if you're on the website for how long how long you play a game which is pretty cool uh says i completed the game in three hours and 22 minutes that was that's four one, hours 55 that's one sitting for me i, I bet I, I bet I, I guarantee i probably played this in one night i bet your thing was if i turn this off i'm not turning it back on i guarantee that's what your mind your thought process was i uh, probably I'm gonna go ahead and rate it on here because you can rate on ta I'll give it a 3.5. Not that that's relevant to the podcast, but I'll give 3.5 out of 5 for Donut County on TA. Anyway, I want to say much more about this because uh, it's a puzzle, so if you like that kind of stuff. We use the TA guide. It tells us exactly. There's a walkthrough on TA. tells us exactly kind of what to do. Though, obviously, I messed up at the end by not reading stuff properly, but that's on me. Uh, it's, a, it's a cute little game. I think maybe even at three and a half hours, I kind of think it's a little too long. No, they don't do any repeat levels, which is good. You don't repeat any level. Well, do you go back to anywhere? Mm-mm. Okay, so you kind of always going so. to always kind of always going to a new place. So maybe that could be a little bit of my opinion. And the fact that I've I did it all one, if I broke it into two nights, I wouldn't feel like man, this is taking this is kind of dragging. That could just be on me. We did uh, play this on Game Pass. It's now off Game Pass. Again, we're trying not to be the Game Pass podcast, so on purpose we did one Game Pass game and then one game we've bought on here, which is following this. I'd say this game, I mean, at three hours, this game's worth maybe every bit of ten bucks. I'd say yeah, between no what? more. I, w- I would not pay a, a more than ten dollars, and you could be at some replay value, or if you have, um, I mean. I, if you have kids, it'd be I, a great. I'm saying this is cool. It's the same thought I had. If you have kids, kids can. They made a. I mean, a young kid would love just walk, spinning around, eating people, and thinking it's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, an older kid might play through it too. I, I need to get, maybe see if my kid likes it. I don't know. But uh, you get a lot of value. You get a lot of value out of a ten dollar playthrough. And and again, people don't game hard like we do. Sometimes you might not beat this all in one sitting like I did. You got any final thoughts on it before we move on? Um, there is music in the game. Was, yeah, I guess there is music technically. It was, I don't, kinda, it was forgettable, but it was just lighthearted and fun, I guess. Just kind of like your standard, like boop, 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 yeah, I mean, I guess so. It's not that. It's not. I, I remember being, I remember like being okay when I first started, and it kind of just kind of fading to the background, you know. Not me. Yeah, mean. That's it for this one. Like I said, this is our one game class uh, episode. E- ep- uh, game, God, here we go. Episode, our one game pass game for this episode. Now we're gonna do a game that we actually purchased uh, quite a long time ago, if I'm being honest. And then Blake played the game. Way before I did, I finally decided I need to sit down and run through it. Our second game we'll be talking about is called Agatha Knife. Agatha Knife originally came out in 2017. Now I think it's on everything. I think it's on a, not everything. I think it's on a couple of things. It might be a little violent for Switch. 
but we'll see. I'm not sure if it's on the Switch. N- Nintendo, so there's a lot of there's a lot of grip violence, and the whole thing's kind of about religion. And Nintendo's real funny about religion yeah, in so. games. Real, real funny about it. But yeah, somehow Isaac made it. Exactly, but I, I think it took a long, long a time, long, long time. time before Isaac hit Switch. Uh, I guarantee a little bit of that was how is how popular Isaac is. But Nintendo was like, well, we could make a book off this. Yeah. You know? So anyway, so it was developed and published by the same group, and they're called Mango Protocol, and they're out <laughs> of interesting name. They're out of Barcelona, Spain. So. Not to interrupt. Uh, sometimes I wonder if there's ever a chance when you're looking at looking at companies if you could see that's a, that's a weird name. If you ever kind of ever is it ever easy to see the reasoning behind a name, or is it always just it's just to the company to they don't talk about stuff like that. Usually. Most of them don't, or some of them they're. Um, I've had I've had a few where, matter of fact, we just played through one. That I guess they couldn't come up with a name for their studio. And so they named their studio after their first game. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, which we'll, is, we'll which, talk about that. Which later. is um, it's, it's 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 okay, really. I mean, it's a cool name, mm-hmm. but at, at, but to name it after your game, I, I would change one or the other. You know, because you don't want to be unless they're gonna make more games just like that. We'll see when we talk about that game. Yeah. But anyway, uh, like I said, they're based out of Barcelona, Spain, and thus far they've made four games, mm-hmm. two of which are. With this, they're called Psychotic Adventures. Yeah, we've bought both of these. And now, Agatha Knife is technically, it's a second, though it doesn't have much to do with the first one. You're, it, I thought this was the, are you, are you talking about this and Mechanica? Yeah, Mechanica came out in 2015, it came out first, this one came out second. What? Mechanica came out first. Dang, I thought we played them out of order by accident. Yeah, but uh, we didn't know. And we didn't know. Dang. I didn't know until I started doing the research. Because the character Mechanica is... In the game. Is Agatha's best friend-ish. Mm-hmm. And she... But you only interact with her a little bit. I was like, oh, people must have wanted more of her. I didn't realize it was the other way around. Yeah, I like how we're finding out like how I'm learning on the podcast that I played the wrong game first. But, yeah, but they're called the Psychotic Adventures. Mm-hmm. And it's Mechanica and Agatha Knife. And I do believe they're working on more. Because it's a pretty mm-hmm. weird world and it's full of wacky doodads that can go on. Yeah. But th- those two games and two other games they made, one is called... So it's called Hell Snails, and then they have a second one called uh, Snack Root. And the, both of those are on, like, the PC and Windows. Mm-hmm. I think Agatha and Mecha are their first console ones. And so the point of Agatha, Agatha Knife, is it is a, a point-and-click adventure. Kind of like, almost honestly, kind of like Flash Player. It's something that you definitely caught, probably could have played on Newgrounds back in the day. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Newgrounds, the art style of this, I wrote in my notes, the art style was kind of like Castle Crashers, which originally, I think, debuted. They debuted a, little, a small version of that, debuted on Newgrounds, I think. Yeah. The, I could be wrong. This game, I wrote down, that it looks like Castle Crashers or a little bit of Adventure Time. Yeah. Kind of kind of smashed together a little bit. Maybe you'd that's a slightly darker Adventure Time. Oh, it's definitely a darker tone. Well, Adventure Time can get dark. Yeah, very, very, very So it has very. kind of the... the I'd say more like Castle Crashers. The way she, the way you move in the the kind of the, the, the blood and stuff like that. I think it kind of looks more like a Castle Crashers mixed with uh, Adventure Time. So see, art's easy this time because we have two big reference points. And like I said earlier, it's a point and click. That's the best way to describe it. And it does some things wrong because the whole point of the game is you do run back and forth. It's one of my notes. A lot. I wrote down the traffic crossing is annoying. But we've played a f- so like so, so before you move on like so the I say I wrote traffic crossing is annoying. That's because you're literally running back and forth across this town. But the thing, uh, and maybe if if now if they developed on a modern console, they wouldn't um, like if like I'm sure this was an Xbox game. If they developed it like on if they had developed it for like Series X hardware, it'd have been one solid map. But this is this map is divided by block like street corner like street corners or traffic lights like little walking traffic lights at each side of the corners and it's divided into what four or five blocks and at each block you as you're running you click and you're running along each block you have to stop and click on the light for her to cross the street that's really just you clicking saying i want to go to the next screen please start loading yeah load the next side and this you do this a hundred or more times and you're running back and forth across the town and it's there's one f- 
fast travel thing in the game, which we'll get to when Blake talks. When Blake probably gonna talk about that character. Yeah. There's one fast travel thing that literally goes one way. You, you can only go from it to one place, which is kind of dumb. And then you have to run back. Let's so say you have to talk to this person, get something from him. He'll fast travel you to the place where you're gonna go, talk to that, and then you gotta talk to him again. So you gotta run back to the opposite end of the map where he is. It's kind of it's. To me, it was. Uh, as good a spot as any. I didn't get the 1K for this. I think Blake might have. I didn't, didn't either. Because it requires a second that, playthrough. That Because it, it requires a second playthrough, and I'm not clicking across this map again. And I think it's only a partial playthrough, maybe. Yours will be, mine will be a full playthrough. Because you, I, me- I, you messed up the money thing? Yeah. Oh, well, we can talk about that. But uh, because of that, the, literally because of the walking back and forth is why I did not. And that's we, we referenced that in uh, Black Sad, too. I think this is worse than Black Sad. This is uh, noticeably worse than Black Sad when it comes to traveling yeah. uh, back and forth. Uh, so we get our biggest biggest and main complaint, I think, out of the way because it, we talk about the good stuff of the game, but that's that right there is the exact reason why we didn't finish this game. We, well, we beat the, the game. We just didn't get the 1K. Now, we've played a few other point-and-clicks throughout, like... Technically, uh, Black Mirror was a point-and-click, and a few others were kind of like along that style. Black Mirror point-and-click? I mean, de- it was a style. It definitely could have been. I think you had, I think you had control of the character, though. Yeah, but more some of the... Was early. We've played a, we Just, you know, in reference to other episodes of the podcast, we did a few point-and-click things. One of them was My history. Brother Rabbit. Brother Rabbit. But, well, that's straight point-and-click. Yeah, Artifacts Mundi. But their thing, at least... When you shift the maps, yeah, you could with with the analog, not the analog, yeah, with the with the D pad, you mm-hmm. could just hit left, right, up, down, and it would literally just move you the screen. You didn't have to walk to the other side of the screen. Like it could have did that, you know, or let you. Makes me worry because um, if it's if it's they're doing they're doing the clicking like that much in Agatha Agatha Knife, and that's the second game they didn't learn. I'm worried what Mecca is like. A little bit, yeah. But at the very least, give me Y button to pull down a map. Just click, just click on Do stuff. I want to go to the bookstore? Do I want to go to the circuit? You know. Yeah, easy. It's, it's such an easy fix. But it wasn't It wasn't there. And yeah. it was just... Yeah. I, yeah, it's fine. No, but like admittedly, the running back and forth, it wasn't so annoying in the first part of the game. Yeah. Because there's all sorts of wacky characters. And the, the game is loaded with like parodies and yeah. little that, that's Easter my, eggs. That's my other note. So, I mean, my notes, are, my notes start off with a... First thing I noticed was a Princess Mononoke reference, mm-hmm. so I wrote that down. Yeah, I took then, a picture of it. But then you start seeing references everywhere. I was like, oh, okay, so I'm not going to write down any more references because the whole game is just filled with art and other references to everything these developers love. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like one of the, f- like the, the the first thing you see that Drew's talking about from Princess Mononoke, if anyone's familiar with what Princess Mononoke is, which you should be, it's a Hayazaki movie. It's actually, I think it's the, Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah, Hayao Miyazaki and I think it was his first one that got big over here in like 1997. Mononoke would have gotten more commercial success than um, what's her name? The other one with the in the valley, Nausicaa in the valley. Mm-hmm. I think Nausicaa. I don't know. I don't know all the history of Nausicaa. May have come out over here, but I think Mononoke was a commercial. I think Mononoke success. was the first. Cause I remember there being it was Mononoke and then Spirited Away, pretty much. Cause, yeah, because I remember Mononoke being big. Um, trailers because you had Billy Bob Thornton and Jada Pinkett Smith yeah, and had, 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 like, had a lead it cast. went to theaters over here yeah it's one of the ones that was probably released by Disney over here probably yeah. and then it got huge and then they started bringing all this other stuff over here but anyway um, those who are familiar with Princess Mononoke the uh, the guardian of the forest and he he, he, mm-hmm. he changes from daytime nighttime he's like a weird looking deer with a face and he's a crazy dark creature at nighttime but during the daytime he's that goofy looking deer with a face now Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Princess Mononoke, uh, that particular spiritual deity gets decapitated. And you, so You didn't like have to spoil that to tell you tell them what's an Agatha Knife. Well, his head, his head mounted is an well, Agatha yeah, Knife. But that could just be an art thing. It ain't got to be the spoiler for the movie. Well, if you yeah, know, whatever. He, he said spoiler before, I guess. But anyway, but that uh, there's too many references. There's a lot of to uh, go by them, go by them all. You have to see you all. It's it's every screen. And God forbid, you know, at one point you go into a comic book shop and they're all over the place and they're little action figures and doodads yeah. and uh, stuff they don't have the rights to. So instead of Spider Man, it's Arachnid Boy and stuff yeah. like that. I just so I did write down though. There's tons of references. Agatha herself seems to hate nerds, which oh, is yeah. strange. Why would you? Have this much love for pop culture, 
and then have your title character like just really think nerds are the dumbest thing in the world. You you, you, you catch how she how she talked about stuff like that? Oh yeah, she was like she never was like damn nerd, but she's like oh this is stupid. Like she hated going to the comic book store. Like she was because uh, she had to go in there to. She made comments about she would talk. She'd make comments about how she thought everything was dumb and stuff like that. Uh, talking about talking again. Here we are. Smaller indie developer, a game with lots of talking. No voice, no voice acting, acting. No, you know, n- nothing. Yeah. Did you say the number of employees for the studio? I did not. I couldn't. But this is a studio. Find it. Yeah, it's, a, a studio. it's a studio. Have people in your studio just throw some voices, any kind of voice. Sometimes even a bad voice will bring something to a character that makes it more interesting than just reading dialogue. Or something could pop. Like, I mean, we've already covered, I think we've already covered Hellblade, haven't we? Mm-hmm. That, that girl who plays Senua just worked for the company, and she was a stand-in for scenes. Until they could find, until they could find an actress. And they loved her so much, she did so good that she became the title character for now it's what's now a, going to be a gigantic franchise, I'm sure, is Microsoft bought that company because of that game. Because of how great she was. Now you can't. That's a bad comparison to this little game, Agatha Knife, which is nowhere near the quality and writing and stuff like that of Hellblade. But that's I'm just saying. We complain about voice acting in every episode, and we're going to continue to complain until every game in the world has voice acting. Even games without dialogue need to have voice acting. So from what I can tell, I think it's three three people, three friends. Well, good. There's Agatha, Mecca, and they can goof off and voice some other people. As, uh, long as, as long as they have a girl. Random side note is uh, they have a third game coming out, Psychotics Colossus Down. Mm-hmm. And it takes place after, because all, all I'm going off is the title art. And it's got uh, Nika with a giant mech behind her, and it's got a Agatha with glowing red eyes and the giant believing pig behind her. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. We got we got we got to make a neck mechanica first. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but hey, I was wrong. Movie. It's on Switch, PS4, Xbox, and Steam. They've all so all are on Switch. Switch. Maybe they maybe they loosened up with Isaac. Maybe yeah. they're like people or like, got some new heads. I mean, what? Well, I mean, did me, someone me, step down? Um, Nintendo. No, or uh, on, on America's side. Oh, okay. Me, nothing's going to change at Nintendo at ever. Probably really, but nothing major is going to change because while Miyamoto's still alive. But uh, America, what's it? I can't think of the guy's name. He, uh, Reggie something, Reggie Watts maybe. No, that's a comedian, that's dude. A comedian. Okay, <laughs> Reggie, Reggie something was is the Amer- was the American. He stepped down, and then this other guy, Doug Doug Bowser, I think his name is. People thought so funny. His last name is literally Bowser. Doug Bowser took up as the new president of Nintendo America. Anyway, yeah, that has nothing to do with this game being on Switch. But yeah, anyway, sorry. So we said earlier. I may have spoiled things a little bit just now, talking about the great bleeding pig, but that's part of the story. Let me kind of dove into that. Yeah, well, what, what, what what it's about. The whole point of the story is Agatha and her mom, they run a butcher shop. And Agatha loves animals. And she's so sad that um, they get scared of her when she has to kill them, to butcher them for the butcher shop, <laughs> and it makes her so sad. And so that's how messed up this little girl is. And it, her her mom's store is failing. People are getting, you know, better prices at, like, the local markets. And so in order to keep her mom from coming down, she's going around trying to do all these money schemes. And she walks into a, like, a, a big, you know, government building. And there's a guy who was like, hey, you want to make a quick buck? And she's like, yeah, I need to make money. He's like, the way to make money. Was that just the library? She said government building. Is that just the library? No, it was a government building, wasn't it? And then you go to the library later. Cause I'm, the, trying, the, I'm trying to think about that building. That, remember, I don't remember that scene with that building. Hey, it's anyway. at the very beginning. It's right after you leave the Time Lord Church. And you go across the street. And she was like, this religion's stupid. And she goes to try to, you know, but she sees all the money he's making, and then she goes yeah. to the office building, and then you check. Oh, okay. Yeah, the guy. Okay, yeah. I'm thinking big, big building. This is just a, a guy in an office. It's just a little office building, yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah. he tells her the best way to make money is to create your own religion. Mm-hmm. And so she ends up, the whole point of the game is you're. Let's note, too, how old Agatha's supposed to be. 
Agatha's like nine. Yeah, I maybe think maybe younger, maybe ten. She's no, she's not double digits. She's I think she's seven, seven or nine. Like she's young, and the way she talks is weird, and like what she's doing is wild. I mean, but go ahead. And so the whole point of this is like, she's trying to get money so that she can fund her mom's store so it won't go under. And she eventually settles on the like you have to basically you answer this questionnaire, and. It's pre obviously it's pre this it really doesn't matter what you answer because all the answers lead to the exact same place, but it leads to her creating a religion called carnivorism. And the deity that you worship in carnivorism is the great bleeding pig. With mm-hmm. bleeding eyes and bleeding nose and bleeding ears. He's just bleeding all over the place. And it's a religion, oddly enough, not for people. It's a religion. It's a religion only for animals, and she has to convert. Basically, you know, you go through all these things. You you have to get a license to practice. You have to you know, get like, like any point and click game. You're clicking. You're clicking around, talking to people, and trying to figure out the next step to put stuff together to get to another place to solve a puzzle and then move forward. It's it's a point. It's a point and click. Yeah. But it it it'll culminate eventually to you getting animals to. Which can talk, by the way. Yeah, all the animals can talk, and no one's weirded out by it. Which well, they only talk to her, don't they? I guess they do only talk to her. I guess that is true because it's one of the perks of being the founding, the founder of carnivorism, and being chosen by the great bleeding pig. Yeah, she has a title. It's like the priestess or the something. She has a some yeah. title. She, she she's just given. Had pre- yeah, that she makes up, but it's given to her because she I has. I think it's given to her by the great bleeding, bleeding pig. pig yeah. <laughs> now, it's weird. It is really weird. It would be superbly made better with a little bit of voice acting. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, a little bit of voice acting. Anyway, I don't want to spoil too much of the story because that's what you're playing the point and click for to get all the story and see yeah. some of the wacky there's no, characters. There's no major puzzles in this. Some of, they're all you know, it's all the point and clicks are weird. It's like oh, combine the bucket with the ladder. Like, like we said before, we're not, not going to beat on it anymore. But the majority of this game is footwork. Yeah. Running back and forth. There's literally one of the map, and then you run the other end of the map, and there's a, a thing that takes you to. I was like, a, do you do you just run to the farm? Mm-hmm. The farm's just on the final map. You just run to the farm, yeah. talk to the animals, and try to convince them to try to convert them into. To willing. I think they all join on the first run. They're all like, yeah, this sounds great. And then one one pig's like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then you got it. You got to convert that pig to be the the martyr. Yeah, the, the martyr to of convince your all the, convince all the other animals to uh, join. And again, it's really messed. Up. It's silly and it's fun. Oh, it's immensely dark. I mean, it really is. As long as you have a dark sense of humor. Yeah. Like if you're playing this, what if Mechanica is as dark as this? Or it might not be. It might not be. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I beat the game. I looked at my time just now. I was literally five hours and fifty five minutes. I'm checking mine right now. I mean, TA is going to be a great reference because not only that. TA has a game time. Uh, it has at the very top next to the game. It has the, its original price. That's just kind of cool. You can pay. So I played for four. I beat the game enough in four and a half, four hours and twenty six minutes. That's that's a that's a that's a beating the game. I didn't go back for any other achievements. I didn't start a second playthrough. And that's literally. Uh, let's see, my not one every achievement, but <laughs> it's every achievement but two. And because there's um there is a, a achievement in the um library where you uh so there's two ways to get into the library a library card there's fake it there's a fake it or get an actual library card made with Nika because Nika's a member of the library so you mm-hmm. just go ask Nika and you just get one made I think we have or to make yourself could, look like her but yeah you have to go to the costume shop and make yourself look like Nika see I didn't do that one I did the I did the other one so you got the new look achievement that's called new look achievement you got that one no I think I did the other one because I was spending money you do that one when you're not spending money so you should have so I have no I got maybe I messed up or maybe I'm confused But uh, so what I'm missing is that one and then the uh, didn't spend didn't spend even, so I spent money so I did so I got the don't I didn't get the don't spend and then the different so I'm going to replay a uh, well it's like a partial playthrough up to a certain point to get two achievements. I might do it. I might try it if I'm bored one night to just kind of run up to the, cause it, cause you pop both of those achievements before completion. So I don't know. I'll think about it. Maybe I should have done it before this, but cause it, whether or not the one K is not entirely relevant to the podcast. Are you looking at yours real quick to see what you got? It was, I can't even think of the word. I guess it was six hours. 
I mean, your two, oh, for the your achievements. achievements. I think you messed up or something while you were playing. I think you, remember, you originally told me like, man, I messed up and I gotta, I might have to do three playthroughs or some nonsense now, and you're, you're just not going to do it. I was like, that's fine with me. I mean, and initially I intended to do uh, both playthroughs side by side, but the you know again the clicking back and forth wore me out. I have two, and they are you didn't spend any money in the entire game, and you pretended to be Nika at the library and got away with it. Same two I got. Same two I need. So you didn't mess up. Either that or we both messed up. You, we both messed up. You're supposed to go through and not spend any money your first playthrough. You're supposed to not spend any money. That way you only have to do a, a 75% playthrough. If you spend... Maybe, I think the guy gets confusing when it gets to that part about what you need to do, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to do it then. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, anything else before I t- I'll, I'll talk about the last part? When, um, nah, I'm okay. Yeah. I was going to talk about Sando, but he's the guy who fast traveled. He's a crazy time wizard. Who's... Yeah, and you talk about him. We talked about that. So he's one of the characters probably to talk about for a second. He's he's, he's the person that's helping. He, being, he was the guy inside the booth that told you to start your own religion. And he's just some, I guess, homeless guy who chills out at the carnival. He has his own little trailer, and he's like a traveling wizard, magician, tarot card reader, psychic that... Um, Hangs out at the carnival, which is literally on the outside of town. So anytime, mm-hmm. like you said, it's the last map before, like behind his, you have his little cart, and behind his cart in the background is the farm, and you click on the farm to travel to the farm. He's the farthest, farthest he's left l- you can go. Yeah, he's almost, he's literally the second to furthest point in the game. Yeah, and so you can finish with the farm or be no at the way. library and walk two screens over to the carnival and get warped back because he warps you back to your. Yeah, butcher he only shop. warps you back to the butcher shop, which is three or four screens away to the right. He only, but he'll only warp you to there, and that's it. Because he has some, just because of the religion, he has some connection to that. Yeah, I don't know. So it doesn't really explain it, other than just anyway. There's something about his character, wasn't it? Wasn't there something funny about his character? There's a lot of was things. It the, was it the fuck like the funny magic he was like, like fake magic he was doing or something like that? He would like throw dust when he was saying something. Oh, every time he said his name, he would throw this dust down. It was, it was gonna go. Poof. Sando the Awesome. Yeah, but he wasn't really that awesome. He, but anyway, he's like the main guy who's helping you build a religion. He's one of the characters you kind of talk to the most. And there's your mom, but you don't really talk to your mom all that much. You kind of really talk to a lot of animals. You talk to your mom a little bit. You talk to Nika a little bit, but you really probably talk to Sandro. Is that his name? Sandro. Sando. 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 Sando the most. You talk to a couple animals. So, And the guy in the comics. There's a couple of characters. There's a, there's a cast here of a little world they're building. Apparently, they up to up, up to at least a trilogy the of third games. Third game, yeah. So it's kind of neat. Uh, so this is a game we actually purchased. Uh, God knows how long ago. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Blake played it a year before I, I did. It a while ago. Maybe. We're in the one of the early yeah. spots in my notebook. Um, again, myself. we uh, reference it a lot, but TA is great now because TA not only shows our times and all that fun stuff, it shows its original price on here. Its original price for this game is eleven ninety nine. I would not... I would stick below ten dollars uh, for this. I know it compared to quality of time. I mean, maybe because time spent ten ten dollars or less. I bet, I bet you can find a, uh, anywhere you could probably bundle this and Nika together. I, I think I've seen the psychotic, whatever it's called, psychotic, psychotic, the psychotic bundles yeah. on the Xbox, or even even when the new one comes out, there might be a cool little thing if you buy all three of them, you might get a discount. I, th- I bet they're all around the same length of time, and I would say ten dollars or less for any, any anyone. And they're always they're on sale all the time. Uh, you might have actually just missed the Halloween sale, which, which probably, I bet likely, both of them yeah. would have been in the Halloween sale. But uh, I guess in, uh, uh, when I was playing, I was annoyed by the walking, but in hindsight, thinking about it, I did kind of enjoy it. I kind of look forward to seeing what Nika does. I wish I played it first, and then seeing where this third game goes. I mean, it's it's an interesting little world to. Uh, play in so I do recommend trying it out Blake got anything else uh, no I'm okay alright so last and certainly not least I want to tell you about a band and a uh, fairly new band sort of that's uh, just getting started and it's kind of cool they have a, a little bit of a an advantage uh, to other bands getting started I'll tell you why this band is called Vended you may be hearing them, you may be getting a little bit of radio play if you listen to rock stations in the area, and I bet they're on all the little satellite rock and metal stations. That's because, among other members, Vended 
is a lead vocalist. I say lead vocalist. As a vocalist is Griffin Taylor. He is the son of Corey Taylor of Slipknot and Stone Sour fame. And uh, Corey's been recently been been touring under his own name. His own, he has a solo record out. He's been touring. Corey M. F. Taylor. Yeah, Corey M. F. Taylor. So, so you should know who Corey Taylor is by now. His sons we had a band. It's uh, five members, a bunch of a bunch. Of, his son and a bunch of friends from De, they're in Des Moines, of course. They started the band in 2018, mm-hmm. and they've been actually playing some shows. Uh, they've played uh, they played Not Fest, of course, because how could he not play Not Fest? Let his son play Not Fest. It's pretty cool. Uh, there's no currently no album. I'm sure it's very close. If they're playing shows, they've got a couple of songs in the bag. Uh, there's two on Spotify. I want to play one of them. There's two songs on Spotify. I actually haven't heard the second song yet, so I think it's it's a new, it's a new release. Uh, but what's really cool, I mean, I'm sure the whole thing will sound like, but it just sounds, if you're a fan of old Slipknot, I've been reading a lot of comments on their social media and stuff like that. People are just like, it just sounds like old Slipknot. And that's, that's awesome because modern Slipknot is not what it used to be. We'll say, um, but True. these guys, it just sounds like classic, like first, first album Slipknot. And, and, and amazingly enough, I'm sure he grew up, grew up around it. And his Griffin sounds like his dad when he was, a teenager, you know, but not, you know, whatever this early Slipknot years, like Griffin sounds like his dad. So like, if you really like old, uh, Slipknot, I'm sure you're going to really, uh, really dig what Vended sounds like. There's not much more to say. That's pretty good. All, all the info about the band right now that I have, cause they're still relatively new and I'm excited to see what they do. And ironically, as, as, as of the recording of this podcast, when I was looking up the songs and stuff on Spotify, Spotify tells you tours and Vended is playing here in Nashville in two days, and that's too short notice for me. <laughs> They're actually playing at a place we know in Nashville, and I was like, dang. If I'd known about this you know, a couple of weeks ago, I might have tried to make this happen, but it's on a Tuesday, so going to a concert on a Tuesday is kind of awkward. But anyway, of the two songs that are out, I don't have the name of the other one. I forgot to write it down, but I'm going to play their first single, their first release. Uh, no album, of course, like I said, but this song is called Asylum. And I enjoyed it quite a bit because I'm a big, big fan of, let's say, first two albums, of course, of Slipknot. It kind of starts to fade after that. For, for me, I like some of the, I like a song off the third, a couple of songs off the third, a couple of songs off the fourth, and then we start fading into uh, obscurity when they start losing, well, band members, I guess we'll say losing, quote unquote. Uh, there's, you know, you can Google your own Slipknot history. You know, big Slipknot fans will know the history of the later years of Slipknot. Um, that's all I've got for Vended, and I'm going to play it after we wrap up. Do you have any, because you've heard the song with me in the, in the car. It was any, any, done great. Yeah, you liked it a lot too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you have any other final thoughts on any of the games or anything about the podcast, and we'll, we'll get into this song? No, I think I'm ready to jump into, uh, what's it called? Vended, the band's Vended, of course, yeah. and then if you were listening to me while I was talking the song, <laughs> you're over there doing something else, because you're done. Uh, when Blake's done, he is done. He's looking at porn or something over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that. Uh, anyway, uh, so the, I want to play again since Blake's not wasn't listening. The song is called Asylum. You've, it's a song you've heard. They have a new song which we're, we're going to listen to probably today because I'm curious. And that's all I got. So uh, thanks everybody for listening. Hit us up on all the social media stuff I said slash internet. What'd you say? Internet something earlier in the podcast when you were talking about internet it. Internet presence preamble. Internet presence preamble. Now it's not a preamble no more. We're at the end. Uh, all the links to all that stuff is in the show notes. We're, we're everywhere and we're kind of, you know, we're just spreading all over the place like a, like a disease or a VD or herpes. We're everywhere like herpes. Where? <laughs> That's all. I'll go stop talking before it gets worse and let Blake wrap this bad boy up and you'll be hearing Asylum. I want to wish everybody a good evening and good night.